Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. friends and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created the amazing pop culture podcast starring dags and res and as always across this powerful oaken desk is dj michael res hey dags what's going on what's going on i'm in person yes it's amazing you were virtual and then last time you didn't exist and you, <laughs> you were on assignment yeah i'm always on assignment i love it he's on assignment the uh, I'm happy that the uh, the barn did not blow down from the last storm event that came through. I don't think it's the barn anymore. We got to come up with a cool name. Oh, uh, damn for, it! For, <laughs> formerly known as the barn. Formerly known well, as we'll, the barn. We'll still call it the barn. I don't care. Yeah, what the hell? Hello, friends. Welcome back. Can't change everything. No, welcome back, OGs. Welcome, new listeners. If you're new to this show, welcome. What it is is me and Micah Rez today. We're going to be talking about powerful pop culture. On the show today, big show, we're going to talk about the new Disney movie, Shang-Chi, and the legend of the 10 bracelets, I mean <laughs> rings. We'll get into that. Yep. Got also, I got po- princesses to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful local music from St. Paul, the Cellar Kings, and we have another powerful song of the day. So it's going to be a lot of music and a lot of movies. Yeah, we're, it's going back to the old OG format there. It's A lot of people should be happy about that. Song of the day. Yes. It's been a while. It has been a while. You know what else? It's been a while since I've like reviewed an, an alcohol beverage on video, and I did that this past week on my private Facebook page, which actually felt pretty good again. What an action-packed show. Yeah. And then also, <laughs> I did a powerful YouTube video. You did. Yes. I'm, I'm happy to see that you're alive. The world's hottest chip, the Pocky One Chip Challenge 2021. And that's on YouTube right now. It is. So like, like we were talking about the barn and everything, changing names. The channel is still Amish Baby Machine, the YouTube channel, so check that out. And it is the 2021 Pocky One Chip Challenge. It's a good video to watch, especially if you like to watch Suffering. And uh, Yeah. And it's, you know, just like every other hot challenge. So I think uh, the the amazing friends will have uh, fun watching that one. I had fun watching that one. Thank you. Isn't it amazing how powerful I am? It is, yes. So, and uh, I was on assignment, so I wasn't able to... (laughs) To partake in that one, thank God. You, you were suspended for a week. <laughs> we got to start suspending you every week and then rehiring you. Re, re, reinstating. You yeah, reinstating or re whatever it's called. The appeal went through? Yes. Nice. We got to find someone like an appellate. Is that what they call them? People who, who rule on those things? Appellate gun? Yeah. Ooh. Yes. I just Powerful. thought of a funny YouTube video, but neither one of us want to be a part of appellate gun video. Why? Why not? Because I, I can take fire. I was going to say the original thought was shooting each other with a pellet gun, but I don't think that would be something we should do. So talking music, I was uh, dining El Fresco with my friend El Fresco, an Italian guy. Ooh. So we were outside. The good thing is my friend Salmonella couldn't show up. He was late. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Never good when Salmonella shows up at your outings. 
But I'm out there in the great city of St. Paul, dining outside, when I hear this awesome jam band. I go up and talk to them, and it turns out they're from St. Paul, the Cellar Kings. Nice. So we're going to play one of their powerful tunes on the end of the show, so make sure you stick around. Don't fast forward. Just hang out with us, and at the end, we'll play powerful local music. Yeah, if you fast forward, you're going to miss a whole lot of hilarity, laughter, things that'll change your your world. It'll change your, it'll blow your mind. But also, we have music from the UK. They're our song of the day. Yes. Yeah. You want to talk about that right now? Yeah, we can. So I just want to talk about how we're an international podcast. We have huge fan base in the UK. Yep. But we're also big in Minnesota. True. Minnesota. If we ever get this on the radio, we'll be uh, interstellar because radio waves never stop. Yeah, but you know I broadcast through a pump up the volume of powerful pirate radio station out of the barn. Middle finger on air sign. Nice. Yes. I don't know. Is that legal? Sure it is. It absolutely is. Are we joking? Yes, we are FTC. Is it FTC or? Yeah, close enough. Whatever. One of those. Yeah. FTC. FTC or NASA. Who's in charge of cool space radio programs? Space Force. God. I got to get a t-shirt, Space Force. A Space Force t-shirt. It's almost like uh, just just the parody. I mean, I know they did that that show on Netflix called Space Force. Yeah, and but I mean, it's just it's well. Just the problem was with, with those d- dumb shows is you know they just come up with a premise like oh let's make fun of it, but they don't have any show you know. Right. Yeah. They just have like the idea of ripping yeah. on it, and they yeah. put Steve Carell in there and think it'll be funny. Yeah, it does. I mean, honestly though, I mean the logo does look like Star Trek. So I mean, what it was an homage. Was it? Yes. We're supposed to take it serious thinking of Captain Kirk. What's that? We're supposed to take it serious while thinking about Captain Kirk. Yeah, well, who doesn't? Captain Kirk is the best captain. Uh, who are you going? Don't say Jean-Luc <laughs> Picard. I'd only say that just to trigger you. Yes. Captain Pike is actually my favorite. Captain Pike. What about Ahab? Ahab. I like Captain Ahab. Did you read that book? No, reading sucks. Moby's Dick? You didn't. I saw that movie. I didn't read the Whoa. book. Powerful show today, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get into the British music, too. The UK. XTC. Would you consider them part of the British invasion? I would say, you know, they're hard hard to categorize. They don't, they consider themselves kind of pop. They're post-punk or whatever you want to call them. They're right around that punk. Yeah, 79 is when this song came out, the one we're going to talk about. Just a powerful band. Tell us a little bit. Mike or DJ Rez about XTC. XTC, they were an English rock band. They were first formed, Dags, in 1972, but they didn't get uh, any breakthrough commercially until 1979. What year were you formed? Uh, 1977. Cool. So it was two years after I was born. Uh, that The Song of the Day by XTC, Making Plans for Nigel, was released. Uh, it was on their album Drums and Wires. And the uh, I'm looking at the uh, the album art. Um, it looks looks like the album art was done on a budget, which is fine because it's simple, and I actually like that. It's got uh, an older couple. Looks like talking to their son. I'm gonna say Nigel. All right, say it. So I just did. Uh, there's a checkerboard. There's a fireplace. I mean, there's a TV. There's some birds flying. I mean, how wholesome is that? Probably a nice British. Beautiful. Yeah, probably in a cool English countryside cottage, I'm I'm guessing. So uh, the song was written 
by Colin Molding, who is the band's bassist. Uh, and he was talking about uh, the term making plans for Nigel. That line just popped in his head one day, and he started writing a song around that line, and it worked. It's not a euphemism? No. So the song is about uh, a kid or a, a guy named Nigel uh, who works for British, British Steel, which is an actual steel company uh, in London, or in England, I should say. Um, and it's about his parents who just think he's just going to be happy to work at British Steel for the rest of his life. He just loves what he's doing, loves to be talked to, loves to talk, which was kind of funny because in response to this song, actually, I should say it hit the uh, number 17 on the UK singles chart. And in response to this, British Steel rounded up four of their employees named Nigel that worked in the uh, Sheffield steel mill. And they wrote a story about their job satisfaction uh, in a trade publication called Steel News. I mean, that's pretty fucking funny. It is. I mean, for that, British Steel is like, sweet, we'll, we'll roll with this. So we'll find all the guys named Nigel and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk to them and, and publish a story, an article in a, news, in a magazine. I need to create a son and call him Nigel. You think that would work? Yes. You don't think he'd hate you for the rest of your life? Why? Nigel. It's a beautiful a, name. Beautiful UK name. 1970s English name. Yes. I love the Brits. Do you really? Yes. Did you hear about the powerful military team up between us, Great Britain, and, and Australia? Australia? I did. It pissed off France. God, it's powerful. That's how powerful it was. Yes. France was like, oh yeah, we're going to retreat yeah. again. Oh my God. They powerful. Re- they recalled their prime minister or something, their ambassador. Yes. <laughs> we'll show you. Yes. <laughs> so Mike Arez, what are your thoughts on this powerful song? Uh, the song itself isn't bad. I've never heard this song. Didn't even Good. know it existed. I didn't Good. even know XTC existed. Good. Until- See, that's why I do this powerful podcast, to teach, to entertain, and to love. Yeah, I could see why they liked it back then. I mean, it was like right in that, he said that. It's not really, like when I listened to it, I was having a hard time. It's like, it's not punk, it's not rock, it's not pop. Kind of like stuck in between. We, uh, yeah, I, I liked it. It wasn't like, I'm not going to go put it on a playlist really? or anything. I think it's powerful. It reminds me of powerful college rock, like the 90s. Yeah. They were emulating that. Sure, yeah, I could and see And it that. reminds me of the Kinks, obviously. What'd you think of the video? Oh, it's great, isn't it? Have you ever seen uh, any of the old Who videos, like Happy Jack? No. I'm going to need you to check that out. Very whimsical. It was whim- there was whimsy. I love it. It looked like the Joker yes. was in this video. God, I love that song. It's just infectious. I just keep... Oh, I love it. And I love the British accent. And I, you know a lot of times in uh, British songs, they sing, but they sing in almost an American English Yeah, you, you can't tell they're British. But that's why I love this song. It's just that thick, powerful British accent. That Sheffield? Yes. London, or Sheffield, England accent. I don't know what the geography Learn is. your geography, young man. Because we have huge fans in the UK. We love the UK. It's probably next to something called like Shuttlecock or something because England is full of cocks. England is beautiful. It's just brick-lined streets and it's, oh, God, I love that song. Have you been to England? I need to. You haven't been there? No. If any of you Brits out there have a flat, that's what they call it, a flat. Ooh. I need to go to your flat and hang out and we need to eat British, a powerful English breakfast they have. They have powerful breakfasts. And teas. Yes. I'll drink tea, eat breakfast. Finger sandwiches. 
Yes. Powerful. God, I love that song. Check it out. Tell the fans again the name of the song. The name of the song is called Making Plans for Nigel off of the album Drums and Wires. I'm going to suggest that they first watch the video. And then if they want to add it to any playlist or anything, then go ahead and listen to it on Spotify. Yes. One of my favorite songs. I need your kids to listen to it. XTC. Now, Mike Arez, we both enjoyed a movie. Powerful segue alert. Hmm. Tell us about the movie, and I'll tell you my powerful thoughts. All right. The movie that both you and I saw uh, was Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, the new Marvel movie that came out. Uh, was it two weeks ago now? Because I think it's been two weeks at number one already. So it tells you how, how it's being received by audiences. It's the latest movie, the 25th film of the MCU that's been, uh, been released over the last, what's it been, 15 years now almost? Since the first uh, Iron Man movie came out? Or are we including the Edward Norton Hulk? Because that's technically the first one, right? Because Iron Man was at the end of that one. Well, I think it's Iron Man because there was Eric Bana did the Hulk and I don't know where the nerds start. Yeah, I think technically it, it technically started with the... Uh, Iron Man. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. We'll we'll talk about that another day. This movie stars Simu Lee or Lu. I can't really don't really know how to pronounce his name, and I apologize for that. But he uh, is a martial artist trained by his father in the movie to become an assassin, because uh, his father is actually uh, the main antagonist who's been living for a thousand years because he's got these ten rings or bracelets. Yeah, why call. why did they change from rings to bracelets? Because I don't think anyone would go see the Legend of the Ten Bracelets. So that's why we had to. But what I'm trying to say in the rings. comic books, it's rings. They wore rings. They weren't bracelets. Oh, they were actual rings in the comic. Keep going. Book. My God, I didn't know that. The Mandarin, yeah. The Mandarin, yes. But go a on. funny tie-in on that too. Uh, yeah. So the movie actually, they started working on this movie Dags in 2001, but it wasn't until 2018 when they started working uh, on the film to get it actually starting to writ, rat, wrote, and uh, started filming. They filmed most of this in New Zealand, um, and then it was put on hold because of the pandemic for a little while. And then when they were able to, they went to Sydney, Australia, and began filming again in February of 2020. Um, And then they came back to the United States to film the rest of the scenes in San Francisco. So all the scenes in San Francisco in the beginning of the movie were actually the last scenes they filmed for the movie. Um, And then that wrapped up. It uh, premiered August 16th in L.A. and then for the rest of the United States on September 3rd. This is part of Phase 4 of the MCU. So far it has grossed over $273 million, Dags, in two weeks. So it's uh, a... Popular film, a lot of action-packed, lots of martial arts scenes, which I like. I'm I'm a big martial arts fight you scene are. fan. You are, and it's got to be good. And these are good. So, and I think it it everybody they brought in is a martial artist. You know, from all the actors, either knew martial arts before they came in, or they trained really hard during the filming of the of the movie. So it wasn't just like choreographed as the movie was being filmed. I mean, these actors that were fighting in there actually learned martial arts for the fight scene, so they could get that, what they call it, the dance down. And there's actually a scene where they slow it down and kind of make it look like a dance, which was kind of a little cheesy, but 
it's you know it is what it is but i like the movie quite a bit so let's get into the premise what was the movie the storyline the five i'm I'm trying to find the the name of the was it we win woo is the name of the father uh he's got these 10 rings and he's using the 10 rings for evil pretty much world domination he's taking out armies all of his enemies throughout throughout history uh he finds a woman in a hidden village that he was trying to like a hidden magical village that he was trying to find a way to get into um and she was trying to protect the entrance and they fall in love and they have kids and they have a family uh he takes off the rings which kind of makes him mortal because these rings are making him immortal Um, and when she left her magical village that made her mortal as well she lost all of her powers and then all of his past comes back to uh, haunt him and they end up uh, his wife ends up dying and he's left with his two kids so he goes back to his compound puts the rings back on and then he starts training his son how to become an assassin uh, so they can find the the man who killed his wife and seek revenge and that's where the movie kind of takes off from there and his daughter too yeah he does have a daughter um who is not allowed to train as an assassin, but she trains herself. But she miraculously gets just trains herself she and just gets as good herself, gets yeah. as good as the son or if not better. Yes, if not better. Yeah. And she's a with a kick to the head. Ain't that a kick to the head? Yeah, well, and don't forget the rope with the dagger at the yes. end. Of it. I mean she kicks ass with that thing. Made from dragon dragon scale. scale. All right. So here's the deal. <laughs> when I knew the character was master of kung fu. That's what the comic book was. So sure. I don't know why they changed it because they were afraid it was too limiting. So I don't know. It could you be. tell me. It's all about action and keeping yes. attention, and it kept my attention. So I don't know why it went from rings to bracelets. And let me ask you this, too. How old are those two supposed to be? Late 20s, early 20s. So they're in their 30s, yeah. Yeah, they're both, yeah, they're both, the actors are old. Older than the characters are but supposed what were they, to be. They, they acted like they were trying to be teenagers or something. I, it didn't work for me. They seem too old. Yeah. Although, so Aquafina's in this. this <laughs> Aquafina. Uh, so she's, I love, Dasani. I love her as a, like a comic. She's hilarious. You her, love Aquafina. Her, her standup is pretty good. Yes. I was not impressed with her in Ocean's 8. And I was lukewarm with, on her in the beginning of this movie. But by the end, I thought it was pretty cool. I think she did better when she was doing like the action scenes and when they got into the story. But when they were back, in like the restaurant, the two restaurant scenes when they're hanging out with their friend who's, you know, I've matured and you guys need to grow up. She kind of bugged me again. Yeah. I think she was overacting. Does she always sound like Miley Cyrus? Yep. She does. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just her personality, but yeah. Yeah. She always sounds like Miley Cyrus. So why didn't the car have a valet mode on it? That's a good question. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make it more, yeah. it makes it more fun when they're just peeling out on it. Yes. So I, I was thinking of all the movies that it ripped off or reminded me of. Sure. All right. Avatar. Yep. Did you get the yep, Avatar? I got that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly which scene you're talking about. <laughs> all right. Never Ending Story. Yep. Riding the Dragon. Yep. Now, if they would have put that song in there. That would have been funny. Just right in the middle of a yes. <laughs> dramatic fight scene. And I think my favorite character... And the whole movie was Ringo Starr. What do you think, Mike Rez? Ringo Starr had a pretty, pretty funny part. Isn't he great? It, I was completely thrown off. And then, so, so they make reference to 
Iron Man Iron 3. Man 3. And then all of a sudden Iron Man 3 is, is on the screen and it's fucking hilarious. It was great. I thought it was a great tie-in. Because and one thing I like about the uh these Marvel movies is how they tie all of them in. And you know, cuz they're telling this great big story, you know, through the comic books and these movies and like it's it's a 25th movie, but movie 25 just referenced movie 8. You know what I mean? It's like you if you don't Sometimes if you don't really pay attention or you haven't been watching them and you don't know, you miss certain references that they make in these movies, um, which I thought was pretty funny how they tied that in. And kind of, you were, at first I was like, okay, how are they going to make it seem like he, or like, why is he here? And then they, they told you why, like right away, so you don't have to wait and guess. So, yeah, he had, he had a good... Uh, he actually kind of brought the movie together. I think. Well, he's a, I mean, Ben Kingsley is a powerful actor. Yeah, yeah. I like. He doesn't take himself too seriously. No, but did you see Gandhi? Oh uh, God, no. Yes, but yeah, I know. I know. I mean, he's a yeah. real actor. Right. Yeah. 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 I know. He was also in the powerful movie Species. Do you remember that? I remember Species. Yeah. God. Yeah. Wasn't she powerful? Very powerful. <laughs> <laughs> they should just keep making Species uh, sequels. I'd watch them all. <laughs> <laughs> that in Life Force. Michael Rez, have you seen Life Force? Life Force. Probably not. I'm going to need you to watch that. It sounds very familiar, but I don't think I've seen Life Force. One of Force. the hottest vampires ever. How old, when did that one come out? Uh, let's look it up. I gonna I'm going to look it up because I think, now that you say vampires, I think I may have seen that one. 80, I want to say 84. I'm going to second guess 82. I just know it's in the 80s. 85. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I have not seen that one. I'm going to need you. Yep. Michelle. Uh, Yo is in this movie. She is in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. She seems to be in all of these kung fu movies or karate movies that have like the mystical, magical way to like floating and kicking up dust and making yes. leaves. Leaves are always blowing. Yeah. And there is... so she was... Can you imagine the allergies? Because oh. you'd be sneezing a lot. <laughs> Hell yeah. With all that shit blowing around. That's some antihistamine yeah my phone my phone <laughs> alerts would be just going off You're like stay away you can't learn this <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm 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 gonna take an unpopular take is that what the kids say unpopular opinion unpopular yeah, yeah. i'm yep. sick of kung fu movies are you really yeah i'm sick of choreographed like they keep fighting and every punch gets counter blocked and in the dancing i hate the dancing and then the fight on the bus Started out cool, but then it just went too long. You think that went too long? Yeah, and then it, when it goes, I know it's unbelievable. It's a comic book movie, but sure. her driving the bus. It was it, like Speed too. Yeah, exactly. But on a bus. Thank you. That's the other movie, Speed. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. Uh, you're right. That that did get kind of long. They, I mean, they could have wrapped that up two minutes sooner than they did. <laughs> yes, and it would have had the same impact. And did, were you familiar with the character that was getting fought in the Fight Club? That big monster. No. That's Abomination, one of Hulk's nemesis. Okay, I knew there yes. had to have been some kind of yeah. tie to that. But they nerfed him. He's way more powerful than that. Sure. He's the Hulk. He has you know, basically the same powers as the Hulk. And Not Wong quite just, as powerful. Like, but destroyed him. Yes. Well, he destroyed himself. Yes. So uh, there's a uh, Doctor Strange tie-in to this movie. Yeah, that character is pretty cool. Benedict Wong's Wong. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, no, it's I like him. I'm I'm curious to see if they somehow tie his going in and out of those dimensional portal portals into the next Spider-Man movie. 
because they there's a scene in the trailer where he walks through one of those portals, and there's got to be, I bet there's some kind of tie into when he's leaving to go to that go fight and fight club. Yes. <laughs> so the movie also was a ripoff of Kong, you know, going into the other, you know, the Wonder World and sure, yeah, and then the fighting. Yep. The dragons, they got to come up with new monsters. You know, the monsters are always real ugly now, and they always got spit in their mouth and everything. soul eaters, eating souls. Yeah. But this dragon, last time, thousand years ago, saved everyone, right? And shoved everyone in that butthole and sealed it up, right? Yep. But then now, this dragon is not strong enough to fight the dragon that he sealed up before, or I'm confused? I I guess not. Maybe they were just making it, you know, they had to make Sean... Look more powerful with his Sean. His You're new calling rings. him Sean. Well, well, he went by yes. two names. And he did. Sean and Sean yeah. Shang Chi. So it depends on. And his dad's real name is Tony. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? How does that work? <laughs> Tony. Hey, Tony. Yeah. Well, his aunt's Michelle. So. Yes. Powerful. And then he's with Aquafina. So. Yes. And then he had a bunch of Game of Thrones stuff in there, you know, with the dragons and using the dragon parts to fight them. And- yeah. And- we had bow and arrows, ancient weapons. Yes. Along so all with of a laser. Sudden, yeah. All of a sudden, this uh, valet driver is just this perfect Hawkeye was with the arrow right, yeah. in, right in the throat. And But she ran out of arrows. They did mention that she ran out of arrows. She did. Yep. She used her last arrow. Yes. They were all quivering in fear because she ran out of arrows. Yep. And then her arrow mentor. I think that relationship was a little rushed. He went from hating her to liking her all of a sudden, respecting her as a archer. But you love her, right? Yeah, I do. I love her. She yeah. is not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. That was that. That seemed kind of rushed. It, that was there was. You know what though? There was a lot of predictability in this movie. You could predict things that were going to happen. Not everything, but you could predict a lot of the movie before it happened. I always hate you know all these movies. I know they're you know formulas and everything, but. All these comic book movies, everyone fights, but no one ever gets really hurt. But then in this one, they try to, you know, they kill a couple people, but... Sure. Well, that's a lot of souls being sucked. Yeah, there was a lot of sucking going on. But it's always the same, you know, they have the ultimate, you know, the battle in the end, and they have all these minions. I don't want minions. I just want two characters, mano mano. So they had a little bit of that with dad yeah. and son. Yeah. You're right. There is a lot of minions that end up dying. Yes. That you just... You know, it's like, all right, well, you know, people are going to die. They got a million minions on each side. They should have had like Darth Vader, Mark Hamill vibe between the father and son. Oh, you think like, he, yes, like he didn't know it was his dad or something. Yes. And all of a sudden he finds out. Yeah. And I would have had like, you never beat me on Super Mario Kart. You know, that kind of <laughs> stuff. Pitfall sucks. That would have oh got me. God. I'd be like, you're dead to me, dad. We don't want to hear about your old ways at the arcade. <laughs> yeah. You don't know how I got a hundred guys on Super Mario. Wasn't the same. Yeah. Is there too many Mario games, Micah Res? Yes. All right. They keep coming out. I can't yes. keep up anymore. Mario Kart. Is there a Super now Mario Kart? Probably. There's, you know, there's little. Now there's like Smash Bros, Super yeah. Smash Bros, Super Smash Bros yes. Elite, Super Smash Bros. And he used to be Hose. evil in Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong 2. He was evil. Mario or Donkey Kong? Mario was evil. He was evil in Donkey yes. Kong 2? Yeah, he was a villain. Yeah. But now they're like friends. Yes, they're all non threatening now. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make it all politically correct. 
So what did you think of the end scene with Mark? Uh, oh, the the, uh, the mid credit, the mid roll. Is that really? what they call it? The mid roll. Yeah, something. What is it? Yeah, because you know Marvel's nobody. So I don't know about in your theater. Nobody moved at the end. Everyone was like, they "Oh knew. yeah, that's right. It's a Marvel movie. We gotta wait till the last scene." And so they used to put it at the very end of the credits, and now it's in the middle of the credits. Yes. So yeah, I thought uh, I knew there was one coming. Do we want to do a little spoiler alert, or when we talk about Hulk and Mark Ruffalo here? Oh, did I already mention Mark Ruffalo? You did, but I just want right. to explain that I I think Marvel listened to everybody who was pissed off about Smart Hulk. You know what I mean? Because everyone was like, "That's dumb." Professor and, Hulk. Yeah. So they, Mark Ruffalo is back as Doctor Bruce Banner. Still has his arm in a sling. You think? been how many years since endgame that's fucking take your arm out of this it's all the timelines yeah there's no i can't keep up there's no i mean there's no his arm isn't burned at all but hulk's arm was burned last time he's i mean it just didn't make any sense but the most important part is captain marvel has her long hair back because everyone was freaking out about brie larson having short hair in endgame too so i think they they kind of took those two things and was like oh we got to go back to make the nerds happy so they did, but they were talking about they make everything now looks like look like a, an infinity stone. That little beacon that they showed looked like the mind stone. Everything is powerful. Yeah, the special effects, the CGI. Yep. Yeah. See, that doesn't bother me because they were breaking it down, you know. But it had like that Iron Man, you know, when Tony Stark would pull things apart. Yes. With Friday, and you have to analyze right down to the molecule. So they did that with the rings. Yes. And they figured out there was a homing beacon something it was calling for something and then that's pretty much where it ends yeah so this dude has been around a thousand years but then he believes his wife is calling to him from that the mountain right yeah that part i didn't get well it was the the soul sucker using her voice no but why would he believe that was he i I think was he hypnotized mesmerized yeah i think they compromised they explained that part they did i think so yeah i probably nodded off you probably did I was probably enjoying my icy. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've been to a movie theater, okay? The last movie I saw before this one was Endgame in the movie theater. That's how long it had been. Whoa. So we're at the movies. We're getting our drinks. And they've got the, you know, the Coca-Cola machine for your soda that gives you like 75 different flavors of Coke and 75 different flavors of Sprite. Oh, the refrigerator one with the flat, the screen you yeah, tap? Yeah, the, okay. the tap screen. So yes. now you use your phone and you, and you scan that QR code, so it's touchless. So you scan the QR code. Whoa. And it pops up on your phone. You select your flavor on your phone like you would on the screen there. And then it has a pour button. You hold your thumb on it. And it starts pouring your drink that you just selected on your phone, and you hold it down until your cup is as full as you want, and you let go of your thumb, and it's done fucking pouring. Fucking technology, man. What do you think of that? I was blown away. I was laughing my ass off the entire time I was doing it. Can you imagine if you had that back in the 80s, you'd be able to program your VCR? <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> just scan the QR code and do it ah, on your Ah, the phone. 12 is still flashing. <laughs> I would... Keep the 12 flashing today, if I could, if, just so I could say I have a flashing We got to get one in here in the, in the barn. Just a flashing 12? Yes. Yeah. I I'm going to do, do it. 
Yep. By the way, did you, uh, if you kids, make sure you follow us on Twitter at Amazing Pop Pod. I featured uh, Mike or DJ Rez's sticker, yes, North Innsbruck, and my powerful Taco Bell collection. What do you think of that, Mike yeah, or Rez? You go to Taco Bell too much. Well, I go way more than that. Those are just <laughs> well, the stickers. I, I know. <laughs> Those are just the stickers I remember to stick on the mini fridge. Oh, God. No, that was great. I saw that before I, I hopped into the barn today. So that was cool. You got four Taco Bell stickers? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I'm just. But I also need the actual sticker that says "sealed for your protection." You know, where they seal oh. the bag. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one. Uh, was it at uh, Wingstop? They've got one that says "secure the bag," or "bag is secured" or something like that. I would have said "secure the sack." Oh, you would. Yes, you would. That's probably a White Castle thing, though. I bet they. Yeah, they they, they mentioned the sack. Yeah, you got to get a snack pack or a sack yes. sack or. Well, they have the the new one I saw has like a boombox on it for uh, White Castle. Yeah, their Crave case. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, nice. I may have been hallucinating, but I I thought I saw it had a boombox, and I definitely definitely got to get that in the barn here. Yeah, there's nothing like a good White Castle cheeseburger. No, I swear to God. All right, let's get back to the movie. Powerful tangents. What are you rating this movie, Mike Riz? I'm going to give this a three and a half dragon scales out of five. That low. I'm surprised. I liked it, like I said, but it was predictable. And that's probably the one thing that bothered me was how predictable it was. But, but to be fair, I mean, every Marvel movie, has it been? It is. What, let me ask you this. What Marvel movie, like, holy shit, this one kind of blew you away and was it more of the same? It would have to be Infinity Wars would probably be the one that blew me away. Most recent one. My my fear is is that this one isn't going to hold up. So like the first Avengers movie when they were all together as the Avengers, that one does not hold up. It doesn't. No, I need to rewatch that. Yeah, I mean because I was watching it. Uh, this was a couple months ago. It was on, and it was, I, I was like, God, this movie kind of sucks. You know the the dialogue is terrible. The acting was bad, and it just it just doesn't hold up. So that's my fear of this one. It's like I liked it. It was predictable. That's why I can't give it a four. And my fear is that in a couple of years, I'll be like, okay, this doesn't hold up. It sucks. I don't, I actually don't like it as much as I thought I did. I'm going to give it a three out of five. Oh, the average movie goer is going to love this movie. It's good action. You know, it's characters. It's got everything going on. Right. It's an ultimate popcorn movie. Exactly. But, but to me, I'm, I'm sick of Kung Fu. I'm sick of, you know, the formulas. I'm sick of, you know, all those dumb avatar and all the movies I mentioned, you know, that it's trying to be. Yeah, I'm giving it a three. Whoa. I think that the, the lead guy was too generic for me. I think he needed to be more powerful, more manly, more macho. What do you think, Mike Rez? I bet he will be in the next couple movies he's in. And I needed him to go to the gym more. I needed him to be more <laughs> ripped. I don't know, man. If I was, if I look like him, I'd be happy. He was in good shape. You look better. Yeah. I'm looking at you right now, Micah Reds. You look powerful. <laughs> uh, in my lard shirt? Yes. So were those two supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend, or I don't get it? I what think was they're, going on? it's, it's head trending in that way. She put her head on his shoulder, so. Yeah, and she was quite smitten with him when his yes, shirt Yes, when he took his shirt off. off. Yeah. Kind of like Roadhouse. Do you remember that one? That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a movie, Roadhouse. The name is Dalton. Yes. Uh, another Sam Elliott movie where he doesn't look like he's aged at all. So if I made that uh, Shang-Chi and the magic of 10 hair clips or whatever it's called. I would do 
cool Ringo Starr character would kill someone. He would just go rogue. That would be out of character for that character. Yes. He would have to be really pushed to the limit. Yes. They need to do some. They need to change it up. I don't know. But then when they kill people, they just come back and there's a lot of finger snapping. and Yeah. They did reference that as well, too. The snap when everybody came back. Yes. The snap. I got the power. Yeah. Ooh. That's yes. a good song. <laughs> All right, Micah Rez. I hope you had a good time tonight. Did I, you? I did. Welcome back to the barn. Hey, thanks for having me Welcome back. Welcome back to the studio formerly known as the barn. Maybe we should have a contest. Maybe the amazing friends can think of something. Yes, yes. Make sure you uh, check us out on social media. Like I mentioned before, check out our YouTube channel. It, right now it's still <laughs> Amish Baby Machine. But we have uh, powerful links on all our social medias. Check it out. And wherever you listen to this powerful podcast, please leave a review. Please. Now, Micah Rez, we're going to play us out with powerful music from the five-man jam band from St. Paul, the Cellar Kings. This tune is The Streets of Dublin. Go to CellarKings.com. Support this powerful local band. Buy their merch. Yes. And until next time, my friends, you've just enjoyed the amazing pop culture podcast.
Listening to the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast. The Amazing Pop Culture Podcast is available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Please leave a rating and review where you listen to podcasts. Like and follow the Amazing Pop Culture Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And shop our Amazing Pop Culture merch. This has been an Amazing Pop Culture Podcast production.